Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. For our scripture today, let's open to first to Matthew, I think, chapter 10. Chapter 17, Matthew 17. I'll read from verse 1 and I'll read quickly. Now, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves. So in other words, there were just four of them. And he was transfigured right before them. His face shone like sun. Um, and his clothes became as white as light. Glory be to God in the highest. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Glory be to God in the highest. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Um, if you wish, let us make there, I mean here, three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. But Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and do not be afraid. When they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. Now, as they came down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them, saying, Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. And his disciples asked him, saying, Why then do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Jesus answered and said to them, Indeed, Elijah is coming first and will restore all things. But I say to you that Elijah has already come. And they did not know him. But did to him whatever they wished. Likewise, the Son of Man is also about to suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood. He spoke to them of John the Baptist. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not kill him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. 
and Jesus rebuked the demon, demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, some versions will say because of your unbelieving, some will say because of your faithlessness. For assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. The last line. Nothing will be impossible for you. And nothing will be impossible for you. And nothing will be impossible for you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Jesus said these words. And I want to dwell on it, on these words for the next few minutes. Nothing shall be impossible for you. Nothing shall be impossible for you. Praise the Lord. We're talking manifestation as it were. And I got thinking about it. And I realized that the only reason that we are Christians and we are here, show forth his glory. Oh yeah, show forth his glory. Now that can be defined in many ways. Worship him, praise him. Oh yes, to bring his glory down. The Great Commission, go be my witness. So within this two, you find every manifestation of God. So it will only take a man that will obey to manifest the glory of God. So in this light, let's look at this, the context of this passage. Maybe I should quickly let you know what's the version, what, I mean, how it is said in the book of Mark. This is Matthew chapter 17. If you turn to Mark 9, let me just pick it there so that you can have it. And nothing shall be impossible for you. That's Matthew. Look at Mark in chapter 9. Verse 23. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. The same story. Different writers. Saying the same thing anywhere you turn. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believe. 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 Matthew says, and nothing shall be impossible for you. Praise the Lord. 
So we're talking manifestation here. The story is clear. His disciples. They put, as I understand it from, from the spirit. They've been walking around and they've seen Jesus. They've, I mean, they had seen miracles. They had seen Jesus. And they have come to believe in Jesus. And so they had left everything to follow him. And he had sent some of them out and, you know, sent them back. And they've come back with signs and wonders. I feel the fire in my hand. But never in their lives had they seen what they saw on the mountain. You know what he did? He removed the veil. He just beat back the veil so they saw. They couldn't believe their eyes. They saw light like they've never seen. Now, simply put, they had a revelation that day. There was an illumination on the person of the person of Jesus to their hearts that they had never, never had. They saw him for who he really, really is. And they fell. Then Peter started talking. Now, I used to think that Peter was used to saying rubbish because of his, you know, a lot of times. But no, most of the times he said the truth. How be it, he wouldn't understand fully what he was saying. It is good that we are here. Can I ask which one is better? In his presence or out of his presence? In his presence. So it is good that we are here. And Peter wished for something. What did he wish? I wish this would be permanent. Shall we build it? Let's make pretense for you. So that we can have you guys permanently here and have this condition permanent. But he didn't know what he was saying. But he was seeing the future as it were. Because a time will come when this presence will never leave you. And that time, ladies and gentlemen, is now. You say, you mean this is it? Oh, yeah. Only that now it takes faith for you to be there. Though it is here. But it takes faith for you to, oh, I feel the fire. But a time will come when you have shelved this cloth. I'm talking the flesh. When you have transitioned, it won't need faith anymore. Reality would have consumed every veil. But right now, it is happening. But then, it was yet to happen, so they saw all he had been saying demonstrated. And the amazing thing was this, he came out from him. They saw the light glowing, started small, but so bright, then took over, took over, consumed his whole person, consumed his whole clothes, and all they saw was not just the physical traces of a man that they thought they would see, they saw light. I mean, every other thing vanished in the light. It was just light, dazzling light, blinding light. The light that cannot be approached except through the blood of Jesus. So they bowed. The light that commands worship does not demand it. Commands worship. 
from all creatures. Then Jesus said to them, he touched them, when he touched them, they said, oh my goodness. You know what he demonstrated to them? You don't just take me at surface value. You know what else he said to them by that? This is what I'm making of you. You will walk around and people will take you at surface value. But if you take yourself at surface value, that's where you lose. Because you are more than that. You are a Christian. My spirit lives in you. You flow. You have the power. You have the ability. I'm making you the light the world. But don't tell anyone yet until, until. A lot of times we are so excited, I'm always guilty of it, that what's about to happen, we don't let happen. We run ahead and broadcast. There's usually an until for everything this side of heaven. There's usually an until this side of heaven. There is. But naturally we are too hasty. And we judge and we conclude and we attack and we fight. For what will still happen or what has happened that was coming to be made manifest, you fight and destroy it. Until. Now he came down and this is where I'm going. Peter, James, and John had seen him like no other. You know what prayer Paul prayed for us? Which we prayed during the all night. He said the insurmountable, unsurpassable, surpassing, limitless power of God now operates in me and I pray that your eyes will be flooded with light. That is, let the veil be removed like on the Mount of Transformation so you can see the power that operates within you. Say, really? But that's who you are. I feel the fire. And funny enough, many may never experience it in their lifetime, yet they are going to heaven. Because it's only accessed by faith. You must see it. Believe it. Receive it. Manifest it. So as no sooner than they came down, they saw a commotion somewhere. And they were wondering where it was. And this man stepped forward and announced what the problem was. My son is demon. The most tormented. And I brought him to your disciples and they could not. Then Jesus said, O faithless 
Listen to what he said. Oh, faithless and perverse generation. I try to pick it from the strongs. Hear what he says about perverse. Faithless is clear. Doubtful. Unbelieving. What about perverse? It says here from Strong's, denoting separation and to turn or twist throughout or to distort. So in other words, you are distorting reality. Your failure is a distortion of reality. The reality is such that you can do it. You should do it. Pervert. Used metaphorically meaning to pervert. Spoken of persons meaning to turn away, seduced away. So this is your heritage. But you are always intimidated and taken off by the system, by the natural. You should be able to do this. Faithless, unbelieving, doubting generation. Perverse, twisting the reality, twisting the truth, allowing yourself to be seduced away from reality. You can do it. Oh, faithless and perverse generation. How long shall I be with you? Because what he was saying was this, you are the ones that we carry on. By now, I expect to see some maturity and demonstration from you. Remember, they had done it when it went out. The 70 and the 12. This is verse, this is chapter 17. So how come you couldn't do it? How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Again, I took that bear. I looked at it in Strong's. How long shall I have to hold you up? Back you up from falling. To hold in or back to restrain, to stop. That's not to say that he will not support you, but he's saying that I think that you should take action for. It's like a father saying to his grown-up son or daughter, it's time for you to start taking responsibility for your life. Jesus was saying, you are no more babies, as it were. You've worked with me for these years. I I mean, there come a time I said, "Ah, I give you power. I give you authority over, and I told you to go, and you went, and you demonstrated it. How come? What's wrong with you? Take authority. Take responsibility for your life. You have everything it takes to do it. Oh, fitless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you to bring him here to me? So they brought the boy. And I looked at what happened. Jesus rebuked the demon. Just like he rebuked the wind. And it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. You know what I feel right now? Every area of your life where you have doubts. Every area of your life where you think it cannot be done. Because if you don't see it possible, then you begin 
to strive, you begin to war. Not the right war in the spirit, you begin to get physical, emotional. You begin to fall out with people. That's why the book of James says, where does war come from? Is it not from the lost? Because you desire and you cannot achieve. But things don't have to be so. You have the power. You have the grace. So he rebuked the demon and he came out of him and the child was cured. That very hour. Can I ask a question? What happened on the mountain, was it a manifestation of the kingdom? Come on, talk to me. What now was happening in the valley? Manifestation of the kingdom? Yes. Now, of what use would be the mountain experience if the valley experience was never achieved? For anybody who has experienced the mountain, you are, a, you are a hero of the valley. Believe me, you are a champion in the valley. If you are still getting worked up and angry and sad and oppressed and depressed in the valley, oh, how do we see the mountain experience that you had? When it's up to you, not up to the devil, not up to the problem, not up to man, up to you to take control of the valley. He rebuked the demon and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to him privately. I like that. You see, there's nothing. Oh, see, 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 see. Storms of life will come and people make mistakes. People feel these are all facts of life. People make mistakes. But the failure is the one that will never admit his mistake. Because he will never be ready to take responsibility for his action and his words. And in effect, what you're saying is that I'm not ready to make amends. Because people do fail. So that's why I like what happened here. They came and said, why did we fail? We've been reminiscing as it were. We've been thinking and meditating. Because of the strong words you said, how long shall I bear up with you? Faithless and perverse generation. So we recognize really that we failed because you expected that we, we should have done it. So why did we fail? If probably you can help us. When I see any person like that, you see a future leader. You see a man or woman that will go far. You see a man or woman that will not beg for followership. You see a man or woman that will command followership the rest of their lives. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? Then Jesus gave them the result of his analysis. Because of your unbelief. Because of your unbelief. Because of your unbelief. 
for assuredly, ah, God help me. If Jesus, wow, I feel the fire. If Jesus could be talking like this, then there is more for me. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith, come on church, as small, you don't need big faith. If you have any element of faith at all, you will say, please follow me. If you have any atom of faith at all, you will say, so there's no amount of bragging. What you say tells us your level of faith. Or tells heaven your levels of faith. Tells hell your level of faith. What you say. If you have faith as a mustard seed. Come on. Everything in the kingdom starts with seed. If you have faith. It's not up to my diction or my grammar. It's not up to my drowning up and down or jumping or somersaulting. That is just who you are. Can we see faith out of your life? It's not out of my dignified look. And my posture and poise. Can we see faith? Because if there's faith, it will say. If you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say. A mustard seed like of faith will say to the biggest of mountains, move. And it will move from here to there. And it will move. And nothing. Somebody turn to your neighbor. Say nothing. Okay. In the name of Jesus, say to your neighbor again. Say, I. Jesus says nothing. Shall be impossible. You know what we are doing now? We are sentencing every impossibility to death. In the name of Jesus. Oh, nothing shall be impossible. I remember the way he started. Assuredly. I'm not joking here. And I tell you like it is. Right from the source. Very, very so. If you have faith. You will say you will say and nothing shall be impossible. I mean nothing shall be impossible. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Somebody is getting wound up now because whatever has held you for years is beginning to like, man, 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 this is dangerous. Oh yeah, they're saying this is dangerous because now if he knows and if she knows that there is nothing, she will confront the situation and she will win. Oh yes, yeah, she will win. But as long as you don't know that there is nothing, you will let it slip by. And the devil will touch you unnecessarily. But I come, I've come to announce to someone here today that your days of bondages are over. In the name of Jesus. As a matter of fact, what he said when, we were coming, when I was coming to the church on Friday morning, he said to me, he said, now they will see the demonstration 
of that scripture that says, On Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance, and there shall be holiness, and the sons of God will possess. We have entered the era of possession. Oh, somebody is about to possess his possession. Somebody is saying, I'm no more taking no for an answer. I'm going all the way. I'm no more in the bondage of the devil. In the name of Jesus, sit down. And see what he said to them, why they could not do it. He said, you were seduced away from the truth. You are made to believe that you can't handle it. You are made to believe that the devil is more powerful. You are made to believe that the situation has conquered you. You are made to believe that he has imprisoned you. But no. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. No. The same spirit that raised Christ. Oh, 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 where it was, is. And he will quicken your mortal body. Oh, he will accelerate divine purposes in your life. Your breakthrough indeed has come. Oh, 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 it's dangerous for anybody to lock you up in the prison. Oh, yes. When they arrested, as it were, Paul, and he was the prisoner in the ship, and he was taken, he was being taken to Jerusalem. Uh, there were warders, there were military men to make sure that this convict does not escape. And there was a storm on the sea. What they didn't know was that they were the prisoners. The echo chain can't keep you. I feel the fire. Do you know that when they were looking for where to escape, he said, excuse me. Hey, let no man's heart fail him. The angel of the God, whose I am and whom I serve, is here with me. And you know what he said to me? He said, he has given me the lives of everyone who is here. You know what that means? You're not going to die. But I thought the warders were there. I thought the military men were there with their arms. They depended on him. Can I declare in the name of Jesus? This half of the year, let hell gather together. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. In the name of Jesus. And everywhere the, the, the arrow of death is being shot. Hear me clearly. No weapon from the gates to shall prosper. In the name of Jesus. Hear me clearly. You will not die. And it's not sufficient not to die. You will live. It's not just sufficient to live. You will declare the glory of God. With the rest of your lives. In the name of Jesus. sit down so don't let the devil perverse the reality for which you stand for which you are in charge if you have faith as a seed you will say you will say you will say and nothing so every limitation over your life now I arrest in the name of Jesus <laughs> yeah accident, dead disease, fear, failure, uh-uh, uh-uh, resurrection power is alive in you, in the name of Jesus.
Verse 21 says, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Although my Bible says this portion is omitted in, in the original translation. But it's a good counsel. Because how come you always get, or we always get to that place where we shrink back, we pull back, when we're supposed to launch out? After all, it's a fight. And it's not just a fight, it's a good fight. And every time I see the fight of faith in the Bible, it's a good fight. But the fight of fear is a bad fight. You say, what do you mean? Because fear talks. If you have fear, as small as a seed, you will say. If you have faith, as small as a seed, you will say. Maybe you need a big, bigger dose of fear, though, to say. But faith, you only need just a little. Just like a pinch of salt, you will say. But if there's no faith there, if there's fear, you still say. Come on, Mark in chapter 5, remember? When they were crossing the sea, fear spoke. You say, how? Oh, don't you care that we die? Don't you care that we perish? Fear speaks. And at that same point, what did Jesus do? He got up. Uh-uh. He rebuked the wind. He rebuked again. He rebuked again. He rebuked. And in this particular occasion, I looked at that rebuke there. He said, he spoke angrily to the wind. He spoke harshly to the wind. He said, how dare you? Then he turned to the sea and said, peace be still. Immediately. And what Jesus is saying is that you have the same power, you have the same authority, you have the same... You have the same heritage. For the next half of this year and the rest of your life, you're in charge. By the Spirit of God, in the name of Jesus, the devils are not in charge. Your detractors are not in charge. The host of demons are not in charge. Lucifer, their father, fallen angel, is not in charge. The blood of Jesus is in charge. The Holy Ghost is in charge through you. Life has taken over. Abundance of life in the name of Jesus. <laughs> the time has come to laugh at the devil. To laugh at destruction and famine. You are in charge in the name of Jesus. So just like we read, praying and fasting. But really, how do you pray? You pray the word. You pray by the word. How can you have a good conversation with me if you don't know how to engage me? And that's why in every relationship, there's a rule of engagement. So you want your prayer to be answered, you pray by the word. Oh, what when we are praying in tongues? That came from the word. Because we don't manufacture it. We don't know how to pray as we ought. But the, but the spirit takes hold with us. So I know what is happening. So I'm fueled by the word. And in the spirit, when you are praying in the spirit, when you really want to have an interpretation, you can have it. Don't ever give up. So prayer and fasting. Fasting is not just to punish me. It's to... Help me cease from the numerous activities of the day because my physical strength is not there like it should be. So I can concentrate more on the word and praying. Because that's dialoguing with him, speaking his language to him. Then I want to add one thing quickly. In Romans 12, 2, oof, can't, you, oh, can't you see we are blessed? 
we are blessed. Romans 12, 2. I take it from verse 1. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is a reasonable service. I was listening to this message that said that what to do when your faith seems weak and you don't know what else to do. And there are so many points given there. One of them said, don't deliberately sin. Don't deliberately sin. Because you give the devil a, a platform of accusation against you. It's not like he can stop you, but he will always use that to say, how dare you? What do you think you're doing? So don't, because even if you are falling into sin and you have confessed your fault, he said he is faithful and just to forgive you, so you are forgiven and to cleanse you, and you are cleansed from all unrighteousness. So that's the, that's, the, that's the platform you stand. So the devil cannot condemn you because there is therefore now no condemnation. But when you deliberately sin, the devil will always find a new occasion to attack you. So remove that. That is, is the list of your problem. Okay, so he said, I beseech you, brethren, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, rational service. Two, and do not be conformed, this is where I'm going, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Remember that faith speaks, faith in the heart speaks. It's out of the abundance of the heart that you speak. In other words, this thing doesn't happen to anybody. But look, what I mean is that anybody that finds themselves in this situation, this is what happens to them. When they get here, they die. When they get here, they go into oblivion. When they get here, they are in prison for the rest of their lives. When they get here, they become paralyzed. When they get here, they go mad. When they get here, okay. And somehow, you find yourself here. You know what confirmation, what confirming means? You are going to go by the trend of what happens in the natural. Since you found yourself here, you are going down and down. You are conforming, you are conforming until the person gets mad or dies or fails. Or... That's conforming to your environment. You are taking the shape, the pattern, the smell, the quality of the environment. So you can go by the predicted stages. But then there are some that they get caught up here. I say, ha, ha, ha. Mm -hmm. I'll fix my eyes upon you. Mm -mm. I'll fix my eyes upon you. And everything in, my, in the natural is pulling me, pulling me. He said, no, you know, you know. I'll fix my eyes upon you. Jehovah God. My eyes. At that point, then you see the promise of God. He said, the righteous may fall six times. He will rise. Say, he that saved me on six occasions will not abandon me on the seventh. And he says, though he falls, he shall not be utterly cast down. Then I hear, while everybody is saying, there is a casting down. Then I shall say there is a lifting up. Oh, oh. Then while I'm still there, it says the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Uh, they are predicting to you that your ultimate is death. Uh, and you are saying Christ is risen from the dead by the same spirit which is inside of me. I don't have to go that route. So in the name of Jesus, I'm seated above with him.
and I begin to see the next stage of my life in line with the plan of God not in line with this valley situation but in line with the plan of God and so I begin to see I begin to see I begin to see so I'm not conforming rather I'm getting what transformed but see what transforms here oh that's it do not be conformed to this world, but be it transformed. How? By the renewing. How? Renewing. Uh-huh. So your mind has to be made new from this situation that is grabbed data. Because your mind was new, was made new when you gave your life. So there is a renewing that is required now. Renewing is required now. Renewing is required now. Every time you get into the word of God, there's a renewal. And so all the fears, all the angers, all the lusts, all the fights that you that you are bottled up with because you caught yourself here begins to brother. A song is coming up in your heart, and you're beginning to go higher. Can you see that there's a reason for what we do and everything we do when you come? Is iron that sharpens iron. You hear the word. There's a renewal. There's a new sword of faith. There's a speaking. Don't let the speaking stop. Don't change your vocabulary to the vocabulary of the world, or vocabulary of the devil, vocabulary of the situation. Change it by the word of God and see yourself rising against the tide, transformed by the renewing of your mind. You are an overcomer. You are more than a conqueror in the name of Jesus. You are a champion in the name of Jesus. Your covenant is well laid out. You are head, you are not tail. You are above only, you are never beneath. You are the light of the world. Jesus is your wisdom. Oh, yes, let me say it again. You are a wise man. You are a wise woman. You are highly favored. The best of you is ahead of you in the name of Jesus. You will not die. You will live. You will declare the glory of God in the name of Jesus. It is well with you. In Jesus' name we pray. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Tai Udukoya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church. 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries off Town Planning Way in Lukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.